0: This episode is brought to you by the Slash and Cast Podcast Network. Learn more at slashandcast.net. Welcome to episode 19. Today we'll be reviewing two raw, regrettable reel to reels with 2006's Sino No Evil and 2014's Pro Wrestlers vs. Zombies. So strap on your tights because it's real to me, damn it! It's time for frightful failures! you, Zach, is that I came to a realization. Okay, so okay. you're familiar with Dragon Ball Z. Okay, yes. All right. You know
1: how there's a character on there
0: named Tien, as in
1: T-I-E-N. You remember? Yes. You remember Tien. that character? He had a little. He had a little friend named Tzu. He had a uh-huh. third eye. Oh, huh. Uh, yeah.
0: Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. He's got a third eye. He has three eyes. How many eyes do I have? one yeah Mm-hmm. yeah uh, you, you didn't have to act so sheepish about it either um wh- so i think and this is my hot take here tn from dbz stole my eye
1: well you know tn i'm really glad you called me and really decided to you know burden me with this knowledge thank now I, i'll i'll be sure to take that to my grave so thank really you. that's a great theory thank you um Oh, but speaking of theories, okay. so as you know, I'm doing uh, bootleg VHSs now.
0: Uh, oh, are we doing uh, the plugs at the beginning of the podcast? No,
1: now? no, no. I'm just saying with Brainbuster Video, you know, go on Instagram or Etsy or Mercari uh, to oh, find oh, Brainbuster okay. Video. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've been releasing copies of Trick or Treat from uh, 2007. And now that I've had to make copies of it, I've watched that movie 10,000 times. And I think that the only section of that movie that's worthwhile is the principal wilkins section in the beginning and as a follow-up i think bringing him back as the vampire to be killed by the werewolf orgy is dog shit wow
0: okay um well we're, we're firing off with some hot takes already oh, oh, the wait, beginning of this hold episode hold, okay. hold that thought okay. hold that thought All
1: right. mm-hmm. hold that thought Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Frightful Failures. I am your Ghost Host with the Most, Zach Romero. Joining me here, as always, is your Ghost Host with the Most, Tien Gignol. Now, Tien, go ahead.
0: You're a real bastard, and uh, I, I all I'd say all of Trick or Treat is great. Okay. Um, from the cold open to I would say uh, many many would okay. Here's the thing. I'll, I'll 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 drop my real opinions about it as well. I do think that when the main teenaged characters are like exploring the whatever they call it, like the the little crevice area in town uh, trying and they're talking about the story of the the bus the driver bus. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. all of that, like that is kind of a slump. Um, but everything with Sam coming to that old man's house, the the big fight, um, I would say everything about the werewolf 4G I think is really great. So I mean
1: fuck you. <laughs> yes. Here's the thing. Uh I think the reason why the kids in the bus thing takes so it feels like it takes so long is because that's the one that isn't like a classic trope, I think. Mm-hmm. Like like everything else is sort of like oh, it's a werewolf thing. Like it it does feel like the twilight zone. Like the 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 opening stinger of like oh the woman who hates Halloween, and then you know, the 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 dad who's actually a serial killer. Like those are sort of kind of tropes that have like a quick twist to them. Whereas the with the kids in the bus, it's like okay, we have to like explain a whole thing. Like because if we just have these like, this movie didn't age well. Like kind di- differently abled children ghosts. <laughs> just come up out of the water and kill these kids it's gonna feel weird so we have to explain all this
0: yeah Um, i mean fair enough okay well uh before we get too deep into the rabbit hole of uh getting completely canceled for uh not just worshiping trick-or-treat on the ground that it walks on um we have an episode here to do we're not just talking
1: about trick-or-treat yeah uh so yeah we've uh as as some of you may know I have uh, spent a little time in the world of uh, professional wrestling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and for a while,
0: we were trying to shoehorn professional wrestling into this show about horror films, uh, right, much right. to various people's chagrin. Yes. Um, and th- the problem therein uh, uh, is that my good co-host, Zach, I mean, he he just... He, he has a certain tank in his body that needs to be filled with professional wrestling. A hole, if you will, that needs to be filled. A hole in his butt. Um, and if I don't fill that hole...
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, no, I guess that still works.
0: Yes, with professional wrestling, he'll just quit on me. He'll up and disappear. He'll vanish. He'll ghost me. Uh, so. Uh, ultimately, we had to do another episode that would satiate this man, this beautiful man across from me, um, in order to uh, get him to continue with the show for a little longer. So that's what we're here to do today.
1: Yes, yeah, so instead of just throwing in two random wrestling things that come out of nowhere, uh, we decided to have somewhat of a compromise. And so I present to the class here two horror-themed wrestling movies wrestling themed horror movies i don't know one way or the other but here they are so uh it's see no evil and the very cleverly named pro wrestlers versus zombies (laughs) (laughs) oh did you just fart no that was just the film i just opened uh, i opened a container with both movies in it and that's the sound (laughs) Um, still good (laughs) exactly um so I want to start with an apology. An apology to my good friend, uh, Tien, my Mm. co-host. Yes. Tien, uh, when I was going through the selection process of wrestling-themed horror films, um, I was very excited. Oh, I get to to drive. I get to pick the movies. Um, And I didn't really take you uh, or your feelings into consideration. Mm -hmm. So I want to apologize if you felt triggered Mm -hmm. at our first film. Because you are visually impaired to a certain degree. Mm -hmm. And our first film is 2006's Eyeball-themed, starring WWE superstar and governor, I think? Mayor? Mayor. Kane. It's see no evil. Which was originally going to be called I Scream Man, which is stupid. I do not accept your apology, but let's get into it. All right, fair enough. Uh, So the main plot, I guess, of See No Evil is a group of delinquents. Uh, We can't call them young delinquents. They're supposedly full-grown adults who are in the prison system are sent to clean the Blackwell Hotel. However, little do they know that the reclusive sociopath, Jacob Goodnight, has holed away in the rotting hotel. And one of the teens is captured. They say teens. These are... 45 year old people captured. <laughs> Those who remain, including the cop who put a bullet in Jacob Goodnight's head four years ago, must band together to survive against the brutal killer. So that's the, that's, we're off the back of the box. Mm-hmm. And this Pretty movie great. came out in 2006. 2006. Just to yes. reiterate, yeah. Um, and it is so. Early 2000s. Oh. Wowie zowie. Baby.
0: That is the very first note that I have here is, uh <laughs> Boy, oh boy, we gotta bring in a doctor because this film suffers from a bad case of early 2000s horror movie editing. I would say one of the worst cases I've ever seen. Um Now, you Wh- know what we're talking about here. I'd say the Saw films kind of invented this early 2000s horror movie editing where it's just... Yeah. It's like shaky, jittery, jump-cutty, fast-forwarded, uh, everything's really quick, and things are scarier if they're happening really fast, I guess, and cut really quickly. So it's real early 2000s in its editing alone, not to mention everything else that we're about to get into. So,
1: but, so uh, let me ask you this. So the, oh, the scene opens, or the movie opens, and it's like some kind of weird house and some cops bust in. And they find a woman whose eyeballs have been scooped out of her head. But she's still alive. And we see sort of the silhouette of Kane, the, the wrestler. And the cop shoots him and and, and and gets his arm ripped off in the process. Um, so, Tien, my question to you. At what point in the movie did you go... Oh, boy. And was it the slow CGI zoom into a woman's empty eye socket? Uh, yes and yes. Yeah,
0: okay. That yep, absolutely. We really just got to dive right in there. Oh boy, this movie, I don't know if it was like, oh, we're going to be like David Fincher. I feel that's something that we're going to get into here, but I have a feeling that, uh, when they were making this movie, they're like, but what
2: about, like,
0: David Fincher films, bro? What
2: about, what about fucking Fight Club in 7? You seen Fight Club in 7? I think we could fucking make something pretty epic here. But we'll, <laughs> get, we'll does, get into that.
1: <laughs> the, I will say, I will say that this ranks about a 10 on the, we're going to make something fucking epic meter. Absolutely. <laughs> it absolutely does. I've never been more sure of anything in my life.
0: i uh, i think that uh, how many times would you say uh did the filmmakers while sitting talking about how a scene that they were going to plan and eventually execute go oh and high five
1: oh a thousand times a thousand times times. Mm -hmm. and and to go along with that i guarantee you there was tons of times where they just made up a scene like that there wasn't (laughs) like a Oh, and then this, and then we'll lead to this. That they were like, whoa, 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 wait a minute, wait a minute. What if, ba, 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 And it was like, oh, yeah, like that, absolutely that. Yeah. Um, so we are then, we jump ahead and uh, we meet all of our soon to be dead meat, I guess, who are all just kind of stereotypical dicks. Like they're all in prison for mostly nonviolent offenses. Um, it's like drug running and da da da, and for some reason, like okay, so here's where I knew, like I, as soon as we get the premise of like oh all these people quote unquote teenagers are all supposed to be going to this place da da da, I'm like all right, so this is a very by the numbers kind of horror film. This is like basically we're just trying to do Friday the Thirteenth. It's like here's a bunch of kids and they're coming to this location and there's this, uh, a mysterious killer on the loose. Okay, fine. But just, what, what logic does it make? Like, in terms of, okay, TN, you are responsible for this project, whatever it is, I guess, supposed to be community service? Okay, yeah, I could see that. And so you're in charge of bringing, I don't know, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, let's say eight, eight teenagers who are all in some kind of jailing system. All right, and, and in, this, all... in this
0: hypothetical situation, am I uh, am I a man or a woman, and how old am I? Um,
1: you're a woman. Okay. And you've got a backstory about maybe you're going to marry this guy, but maybe not. Okay. Okay. And we're, n- and we're never going to go
0: into it. Ah. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. This is. I'm really beginning to flesh this out. All right.
1: So you were in charge. You got to get eight teenagers to. Come do some community service, which is a giant building with lots of locked rooms mm-hmm. and lots of places that like teenagers could get away to. Why in the fuck would you make it co ed? What the fuck sense does that make? Um, well, I'd say in this scenario,
0: I was probably a little distracted by my fiance's will they, won't they sort of attitude. And so I probably just sort of fudged the paperwork. Okay, and that's fair. And accidentally put, made it co ed. And okay. now, but now I'm in too deep, so I have to just justify it. Like, yeah, yeah. I meant to do this. It's a learning exercise. Yeah, yeah. No, that's true. That's true. But I'll yeah, give so... this film one compliment right off okay. the bat. Oh, here. shit.
1: Okay. One that's compliment. One more than I could give.
0: Do you remember. Um, uh, the editing that they used uh, when they were showing the one armed cop getting wheeled into the ambulance and they're transitioning to present day, which is like four years or something.
1: Right. Yes. Um,
0: and the transition they use is they go from him being wheeled into the ambulance to suddenly an alarm clock being turned off with a prosthetic arm. And I thought, you know what? That pretty much tells you everything you need to know in half a second. That's it's true. Fine. Okay. I, I'm okay with that. And I, but I gotta say, four years rough on that cop. My God, he lost like all of his hair. Yes. He became just a grumpy old man in
1: four years. It's crazy. And somehow roped into this project. Mm-hmm. Um. So we get it. So the kids get. They're all problem children. Okay. Great. We get into this old hotel. There's this old woman, and she's like, Oh, this hotel's been here for forever, and it used to be a speakeasy, and ba 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 ba. Now, you k- kids gotta clean it up. And they're like, Yeah. And the kids are like, Oh, this sucks. Um, and then the kids kind of split up, gang. And one of the characters gets like kidnapped and then like the kids start getting killed off one by one uh which i have a question why again the early 2000s what the fuck we did the fear factor like head cam for one kid's death like one richie gets like spooked and is like oh my god it's kane and starts running away and for this one kill we've got the camera like attached to his head pointing at his face as he's like, "Uh, uh, uh," and then he gets fucking killed. And I'm like, oh, is that how they're all going to be? No, just that one. Could we only rent it for a day? Why did we do this? (laughs) There's a lot of times in this movie I asked, why did we do this?
0: Oh, well, yeah, of course, of course. I I honestly, I had the same sort of question that you did, though, about this group of kids, about our victims, is... Why is it that all of them, it gives all of them, like, a Suicide Squad style, like, you know, title card, like, T-Bone. But all of them, it really are just very, very petty crimes. Nobody is in there for, like, attempted murder or bank robbery or anything like that, like. Like It's all, like, computer hacking um, or, like, shoplifting.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, the blonde girl, it's, like, shoplifting. Like, what, did she steal fucking nuclear codes? Why is she in jail? (laughs) Yeah, honestly. Um, So, uh, but for
0: some reason, all of them do act like they're just, like, 40-year-old, like, convicts for life. Like, they're all, career criminals. Like, I've been in the joint for 35 years, and I know how to deal with pigs like this, all right? It's, it's very strange. I don't understand how none of them were just like, I'm just a regular teenager, and I sort of got roped into this, so I'm just going to serve my time.
1: Yeah, it was very, very bizarre. So the kids start kind of getting scared and scattered and blah, 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 and one-armed cop decides he's going to step up and and save the day. Oh, as a quick aside, so the lady who was in charge of this, not the old woman in charge of the hotel, but the, old la- the lady who somehow decided to rope this all together has this whole backstory that they mentioned for a scene about like oh she's got this really nice wedding ring but it's on the wrong hand and she's like well I don't know and one armed cop's like ah he's got all his teeth and he's nice you should marry him and she's like I guess I will and then she gets killed and I'm like what was the point of this why did we introduce this as a character trait for it to mean nothing
0: yeah um so as Zach said, the cop has stepped up as the sort of reluctant hero in this situation because as we know from the intro of the film, he's already had a run-in with this character right and shot brief, him in the head and like yes. lived
1: to tell the tale
0: And the brief description he got from one of the survivors who saw one of the other kids get killed, which is he I mean I don't even know how you would he's like yeah, he was
2: uh, real tall, wearing a dirty white shirt, and the cop's like, "My God, yeah, no, there's no way that it's not Old Bullet in the Head Johansson."
1: Yeah, no, for for the vaguest description on earth, he nails it right on the first try.
0: Like, so he's like, so it makes sense at that point. You've right. got a hero character who is out for somewhat justified revenge. Against an absolute psychopath
1: It's the Dr. Loomis It's like the oh I had yes. the chance to put him down And I didn't so now I gotta make up for, for More innocent lives are taken
0: mm-hmm. So it's set up like that So you're ready for that sort of a, a A standoff Do we I Gosh I'm having the hardest time remembering
1: Zach Do we get that standoff in this movie? N- no No we don't um, in In a scene that No doubt afterwards was high-fived about and oh my god this is so epic (laughs) he just gets killed off he's like the second death in the movie yep sure is just a big magic hook drops from literally the ceiling and the cop is murdered immediately so Mm -hmm. there's no standoff which at first glance i was somewhat surprised by like i was like oh jesus okay and then I thought, oh, well, maybe he's going to come back. Maybe we're still going to play this and, like, he'll come back and he's got, like, half his jaws hanging off and he's only got one arm, but it, by God, he's going to kill Kane. No, that doesn't happen. So when that doesn't happen, my next thought was, well, then why did we even fucking bring him back in the first place?
0: Then? Yeah, yeah. No, the, uh, again, the, the, the recurring question, the motif of this film being a very philosophical, Why? Much like you said, I mean, uh, that's that was my note here. Why keep him alive? Why have him survive the opening of this film? Who gives a shit about, about this at all now? There are no stakes. He, right. The, well, well, who cares? Kill well, the rest of the kids.
1: And that's the thing, too, is, like, my big issue with this film is, like, it doesn't carry a lot of weight going scene to scene. It's just sort of like, shit just sort of happens. And it doesn't really one scene doesn't super connect to the next. It's not it's not like completely disjointed like something went wrong with editing. It's just one of those things where like it genuinely feels like every scene was almost thought of in like a bubble. Right. Of like like, oh, and then the guy that we all thought was gonna be the hero. Nah, bro, he gets killed in the fucking beginning. Are oh, you kidding that's me? so epic. Holy shit. Not going like Well, hey, wait a minute, fellas, then why the fuck do we even, why, A, why didn't he play more of, like, an expositional role, then, and, like, tell the kids the backstory or whatever? Instead, it was just sort of like, oh, I got it, whoa, and then that was it. Then we're like, oh, the kids are on their own. (laughs) Like, well, then why did we even bother? I did think it was interesting
0: that when he got hooked through the ceiling, he went, oh, whoa! (laughs) You're right. And then did, like, a goofy howl, you know, as he got killed.
1: Well, also, when he got yanked, he went... went, Um, (laughs) Exactly. Um, No, it would be like, imagine if in the uh, 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 House of a Thousand Corpses, if instead of the sheriff, like, chasing down the Firefly family and a big standoff at the end, imagine if, like, in the opening act after the first two guys get shot by Captain Spaulding, if he was the third guy who walked in, like, hey, what the hell's going And then he got shot, too. And it's just yeah. like, well, that's that. Like, wh- oh, okay,
0: why did we do that? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you could pretty much do that with any revenge story. It would be like if you fucking took, I don't know, like Kill Bill, and it's like halfway through the movie, the bride just gets fucking murdered by... Yeah, she gets hit by a car and dies,
1: <laughs> and it's like, what? <laughs> what? Yeah, you know, stuff happens like that. You gotta look both ways.
0: Uh, Yeah. I suppose. (laughs) I think they were trying to take this, like, George R. R. Martin approach to it, where they're like, well, in real life, a hero can just die, so, uh, you know.
1: Well, if I can, if I can, (laughs) if I can relate to an even nerdier thing. Okay. In the original... try your best. Oh, it's gonna get real. I'm gonna dry some vaginas here. In the original season of uh star trek the next generation oh there was (laughs) that was the sound of every vagina (laughs) there was a a character named tasha yar who's just sort of this forgettable whatever girl character who didn't want to be on the show and so they kill her off in the show and try to spin it like oh nobody's safe this time on star trek like she was a fucking main character uh which no she wasn't um And I feel like that was sort of the same logic with killing the police officer of like, oh, now nobody's safe. And it's like, no, I don't care about any of these characters because you haven't made me care about any of these characters. So, I
0: mean, I I I would honestly be genuinely shocked if there was that much forethought put into the like high five room. You know when they were writing this, and Not they so said like this room. is more so you know, was a
1: beer bong and high five room.
0: Yeah, like if I would I would drop dead right here right now if one of those men who wrote this wrote that interaction used the phrase subvert expectations. I would drop <laughs> fucking dead right here. So I have a feeling they said that was epic. Pass me that shit. Right. Um, oh,
1: yeah. I I imagine if someone on set said, oh, this is sort of subverting expectations, they would all call him a pussy and push him down.
0: Yeah, exactly. All right, so um, it's about that time to get into what I would consider to be my biggest problem with this movie. So...
1: His big <laughs> the with the movie. biggest
0: problem with a movie. Everyone's favorite segment. Yes. Um, so my biggest problem with No Evil is that when you create... A slasher film, Mm -hmm. uh, you have really all of the opportunity under the sun to create an interesting slasher villain. Uh, Very iconic slasher villains out there in this world Freddy Krueger, Jason Voorhees, you know, etc. You could go on. So when you create a late, mid to late 2000s slasher film, you have a legacy of slasher villains behind you to draw inspiration from, to pave your own way, or write a love letter, whatever you want to do. And the last fucking thing I would do on this earth is create a tall man in a dirty white shirt. The last thing in this earth I would do, especially, and and this is coming from, as we all know, not a wrestling fan. You're having him played by a guy who has an iconic look in the ring with an iconic mask. Why the fuck would you put him in a horror movie and not create a brand new mask and, and have it be like, oh, and now we can merchandise this or whatever, like... It it isn't Stone Cold Steve Austin. He's not known for his face. Like, you didn't bring him in for his fucking face. Why did they not create an interesting, iconic look for this villain?
1: Why? Well, I think that you're way off base. I think you don't get more nuanced or interesting of a slasher uh, villain than tall, bald, white man in a wife-beater... With, like, a fart flap on the back of his head. That's a fucking... That's a thing. That's a banger, for sure. Here's my biggest problem. The dogs that kill the vegetarian (laughs) is the stupidest fucking death in the film.
0: High five! High five! Dude, dude, that is so epic. Bro, bro. The vegetarian
1: girl who was here because she didn't allow animals to be slaughtered at something or some stupid thing Uh, she's trying to be nice to animals but what if the animals aren't nice to her bro bro
2: Oh my god, it's like what do they call that? Shit, I think like Alanis Morissette had some kind of song about it. Oh, uh, fuck. I don't uh, know. Fucking, what? They call
1: it Head Over Heels. I
2: think. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, fuck yeah, bro. Oh my god, dude,
0: I got the best idea ever. So there's gonna be this dude and he's trying to have like a heist in the middle of the movie. He's, he's interested in the money. Thinks there's money in the hotel. So at one point, he's gonna be real close to the killer's room and he's picking money off the wall man he's not even paying attention and the killer's gonna crush him with the safe
2: he's like he's like get it like greed it's fucking seven
1: dude dude it's fucking seven you know what seven was missing that more the Kevin killer. Spacey yikes I wasn't gonna say his name <laughs> I was gonna say the killer uh, The John Doe didn't put a cell phone in a woman's mouth and then she died from it
0: yeah taught her a lesson was so
1: fucking stupid like i'm just sitting here and i'm like why what are we doing why did we do this so it goes into all right so there's a couple things so, that we're kind of missing yeah here. so the, the kids one by one are getting killed off
0: yeah yeah and what starts to happen is you start to see very quick flashes um of uh a flashback um and you learn more and more it's uh jacob jacob goodnight's yeah. uh childhood Um, So you're learning a little bit more and more and seeing bits and pieces and, you know, seeing, like, what kind of trauma did he go through? What could cause him to be this way? Um, Also, you're starting to learn that he also, he must have been in this hotel for some time because he's got, like, rigs in different parts of the hotel. For instance, this is one of the best parts of the whole movie. There's a bed in one of the rooms That's got like a a fishing line tied to it. That's looped down to Jacob's little hideout room. And so two of the kids get in there and start like making out and fucking on it. And it triggers the fishing line and it starts ringing a bell. That's among like 30 different bells on the wall in Jacob's little hideout. And his reaction, he's so mad. He looks over and he's like, someone's fucking in bed number three
1: yeah what the yeah, fuck no, he, he knew, like he turned like he knew that that was the boner bell and he was like that's the one i hates the most god damn it so yeah so i thought that was like again one of those weird okay here's the thing we're explaining things that don't need to be explained and not explaining things that, that need to be explained <laughs> yeah it's that's, like that's
0: what which, that should be the tagline of this show
1: right like well no no, no <laughs> but i'm saying as a movie because it's like Well, why is this character doing this? And why is this? And why is this cop back if he's just going to be killed off? And what's this person's motivation? And why is the hotel like this? And what the fuck is this about? None of that gets explained. But what does get explained is, I don't know. This hotel's pretty big. How would Kane know what everybody's doing? Like, I don't know, man. (laughs) Slasher movie monsters know. They just know. Like, you don't have to go like, he's built a very elaborate bell system where if someone is walking down one of the hallways and in wing four of the fucking hotel and they fart. It'll set off a bell and Kane knows exactly where they are. Like, don't need that. And he's always mad
0: about it. He's like, I'm I'm going to give this bitch a shower and you all got to fucking stop me. Right. Exactly.
1: So, yeah. So he's captured one of the girls. She's a former drug addict and she's got a lot of religious iconography tattooed on herself. Um, I guess she's born again. I guess that's kind of the Mm -hmm. thing we could say with that. And so he kind of has her trapped. He's not killing her. But everybody else is getting fucking killed off. And so we finally get, I guess, the big reveal of the movie that the old woman, very Scooby-Doo-esque, like the only other adult character that we saw that isn't already dead is also part of the villainy. And so the old woman who's in charge of getting the hotel cleaned up Is Kane's mom and so ta-da she was the one who traumatized him as a child because he was looking at nudie mags or something like that and she put him in a cage with like his little baby dick out or whatever and then like we got another scene where there's like a girl that I guess he brought home as his girlfriend and his mom has her tied to the bed and she's like boy you nasty as hell look how sinful this woman is and Baby Kane's like, I don't know, and she's like, well, here, why don't I pull out this bitch's eye, and now we have a gimmick for your character. Um,
0: So, it turns out, the the, the real twist of Rue was that she turned Kane into the world's first incel, and that's why he is the way he is. She made him look at a bunch of Sports Illustrated swimsuit editions and say, look at these fucking whores, and... (laughs) Cain was like, All I right. forgot
1: that the other thing of our show was talking about incels. I yeah. forgot about that. You forgot? Uh, a- How could you forget about the theme of our show? The theme the show is actually just two incels talking about incels. Um, <laughs> the original name of the show is going to be Incels on Incels. Um, <laughs> but yes, no. He becomes the world's biggest incel. And then um, the other thing that I was like, oh, Okay. <laughs> is he turns his back on his mom because she pushes him too far. Oh, oh no. The thing, that, the thing that I was blown away by was that the girl who has the religious iconography on her is like, but why? And the mom is like, ah, well, I found in the newspaper that the one-armed cop was like, gonna be hanging out, I guess. So I can came up with this plan to get him here to kill him because he shot my kid and then she's like yeah but what about us and she's just like "Ah." uh you were here here too i guess like you're part of it (laughs) yeah i i guess you guys could have left i don't know whatever
0: uh we get to as we said the climax of the film it's revealed the mom uh the owner of the hotel is kane's mom she says oh kane you're such a good boy i love you kane at one point um one of the last surviving members finds the room full of jars of all the eyeballs that he's been taking for the whole scene of yeah, evil thing. Which and no, starts, no purpose. Yeah, starts smashing them. Kane comes back in, and he looks so offended. He's like, someone smashed... People have no
1: respect. Right, like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, of all the scenes where you think he'd be in a rage, he just came in like, I fucking just organized these. What the fuck? Um, so...
0: Turns out, uh, while the mom tries to convince Kane to kill this final girl, which, as Master said, has chunky highlights, um, <laughs> uh, she's trying to convince him to uh, to kill her. And uh, he refuses, and instead turns on her, speaks his one line in the movie, and says, I see now, because she keeps saying, do you see the sin, do you see the sin? Picks her up like a fucking mannequin, like a cardboard cutout, and tosses her across the room, and she's perfectly impaled on a bunch of spikes. Um, I was hoping this would be the point of the movie at which you would be like, I'm good now and then they'd just like skip through a you know field of sunflowers or whatever and, pretty
1: see that would have subverted expectations you know, and
0: they'd say that's all, you're a pussy <laughs> and they'd say that they'd say that's all folks
1: um, but no
0: <laughs> but no instead he's still evil he's still mad so he wants to kill the few remaining We'll
1: kind of like bum rush him eventually and push him out of a window which takes entirely too much time
0: They knock him in the head, and he's got, like, bugs in the back of his head. And he goes, oh, no, my brain bugs. You set them free. Yeah. I'm good now. Um, But they push him out of a window, and then we get to the scariest part of the whole movie, which is the CGI they used in Kane's death.
1: Jesus Christ. It looked like a cutscene from fucking Mortal Kombat 9. I was like, (laughs) what the fuck? He, like, bink-bonks his dumb head a thousand times down the fucking hotel wall, and then... Breaks through this glass. I don't know what the fuck it's supposed to be. But don't worry. He pokes his eye out on a pipe thing and like, oops, and then hits the ground and is dead. And it literally, I mean, he's not
0: joking. It zooms in inside of his body and shows... Like a spike piercing his heart and breaking his ribs. Like fucking Mortal Kombat. Which I don't
1: understand why, especially since I'm fairly certain there's a sequel to this movie. So I'm like, why did we go so hard to be like, he's fucking definitely dead, by the way. He's 100% dead. Like, why did we go so hard with that? And so then the fucking rest of the people leave. So there's a couple of things. Like I said, there's some notes that I read that seems like there was a much more interesting version of this movie somewhere along the way. Uh, a, three foot long dick. <laughs> B, uh, I think the lady with the crosses was originally written as pregnant, which I was like, that kind of would have been interesting, I suppose. Um, but Mike, the douchebag delinquent guy, was originally written as a neo-Nazi, which mm-hmm. I was like, that would have made sense for like the 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 prison element but the fact that like he kind of saves the day I'm like oh that's why they didn't make him a neo-nazi because that would have yeah. made for a real mixed bag of an ending would be like thanks Hitler and he'd be like yeah well you know
0: <laughs> yeah, oh, what, so, what
1: am I going to do so then the credits roll and then midway through the credits did you see no
0: I, ter- I turned oh that my shit God! off I turned that shit off as soon as the credits no, started no you
1: fool Midway through the credits, Vince McMahon comes in with a three-foot dick hanging out of his pants? It would have been less offensive if that happened. We cut back to dead Kane laying there. Okay? Okay. One of the cannibal dogs walks into frame, pulls its little dog dick out, pees in dead Kane's eye socket, you can hear the high fives in the background from the fucking director and the writer, and then we continue with the credits. I'm not kidding. I, Dog I feel like piss I have to, in the eye socket.
0: I feel like I have to fact check half the shit you've said in this segment. I because swear I to just you, I'm, I'm don't
1: believe that WWE would do this. Vince I McMahon wa- has so much respect. Here's the thing: I want to believe that that was the trade-off. That Vince McMahon was like, Kane's gotta have a three-foot-long fucking dick in this. And they were like, Mr. McMahon, we will have literally an X rating. We cannot do that. He's like,
0: And and he just crosses his arm and walks away and goes, Well, dog's pissing in his eye, I'll tell you that
1: much. And that's exactly what they did. They're like, (laughs) Look, man, he says he's gonna pull the funding if we don't have a dog piss in his eye socket. So bring the goddamn dog in.
0: Oh, but we did miss my favorite scene where the the girl who is stolen and has already been given a very delicate shower by Kane at one point where he discovered all of her cross tattoos, because apparently that's the one thing that'll save you. Never met a girl with a cross tattoo who was not sinful. Yeah, Um, but they're in a cage. She is. And uh, he gets down there and starts looking at her and just starts rubbing his dick with his forearm.
1: So here's the thing. What if I told you and I'm not... Okay. Here's the thing. There's been a lot of bullshit on our show (laughs) throughout the years that we've been doing this. It's true. A lot of bullshit. A lot of ha-ha's. And a lot of, of uh, memes. I'm being serious, but just kidding, this is a joke. I've never been more fucking serious in my entire goddamned life. So Tien's describing a scene that actually happens. But what if I told you that when the movie was first coming together, Vincent Kennedy McMahon, the owner Of the World Wrestling Entertainment Company Mm -hmm. Kane's boss One of the producers of this Shitty movie Originally wanted that scene To be Kane Full on Jerking off his dick In front of this woman And Vince McMahon Wanted the dick to be three feet long I am not Fucking kidding
0: how do you? Surely this cannot be under the fun facts on IMDb. How do you surprisingly
1: know enough, no, it is not. I was actually digging into some other research about this movie, and I came across that. Wow. Now here's the thing. Here's the thing. On the surface, you would say, Zach, that's ridiculous. This is a grown man who is the owner of a billion-dollar company producing film, where would you even think to believe that this old, old man would even fucking consider that as an idea? I present to you Exhibit A that there was a storyline involving Kane and Triple H in which it was brought up that Triple H had done research on Kane and that apparently... When Kane was at the prom as, like, a teenage Kane, that his girlfriend at the time died in a car accident with Kane on the way home from prom, and according to Triple H, Kane fucked her anyway, even though she was dead. That was on TV, and it led to a feud in which... Why would that lead to a feud? Hold on. The next week, Triple H said, oh, I have footage of what I was talking about as being true. And then they played a segment where triple H wearing a cane mask, walked into a funeral and there was a coffin there. And he's like, Oh my God, Katie Vick, my girlfriend from prom. You look so beautiful. Oh, I'm so sad. You're dead. Ah, one more for the road. And then triple H climbed in the coffin and pretended to have sex with a dead woman. And then threw spaghetti at the camera, Pretending it was her brains, because he said, "Oh, I humped your brains out." That really happened on TV. So I one hundred percent believe that when Vince McMahon was talking to the dude bros who made this movie, he was like, "On oh, this scene, Kane should pull out a three foot cock and start jerking it off in front of the girl."
0: <laughs> Is Vince McMahon J Jonah Jameson?
1: Basically, yes. <laughs>
0: Wow. Um, wow. Well, um, any final thoughts about See No Evil?
1: Um, for being a WWE-produced horror film, it super just feels like a shitty horror movie. Like, it doesn't feel like... Like, if you didn't know that Kane was a wrestler and, like, you were making yourself popcorn and you missed the WWE logo in the beginning, you would have zero clue. Like, this is just a very shitty early 2000s horror movie. Right. Yeah, no, absolutely. I would agree that
0: entirely. Um, Master was confused w- why we picked these two movies, because she also had no idea that the first one had anything to do with uh, with, uh, with wrestling. So um, very, very weird and odd, and I-, I have no more to say about it. So I-, I think it's time for a word from our sponsors. Zach? You? Yeah? You are a man who has your fingers in many pies right now. (laughs) Oh, who have you been talking to? (laughs) But legitimately, you're a very busy man. Mm -hmm. You're doing a lot of things right now. You're uh, producing VHS tapes. You're involved with wrestling. Mm -hmm. Um, You're doing this shitty show. Um, You are a man who requires energy. Am I wrong?
1: No, you're absolutely correct. And I have run through the literal gauntlet of energy drinks in my time. And very few of them are worth anything most of them uh, tastes like poison Um, but one that doesn't is actually our sponsor uh raise energy they have no crash they have uh an exclusive hydration formula so you're not drinking like just battery acid and you're like oh my guts hurt like it actually is refreshing and hydrating and most importantly a lot of caffeine and their flavors don't suck Uh, That's,
0: yeah, all great points. I mean, the crash is my main problem because here's the thing. These drinks have zero sugar. So it's, in my mind, a no-brainer because I am someone who will get very sleepy peepee if I have a Coca-Cola at lunchtime at work or whatnot. It's, you know, 3 o'clock then, and I'm ready to just nod off in my seat. But uh, for an energy drink that now does have zero sugar and doesn't taste like dog balls i mean i'm i'm fully on board
1: no uh, first of all the dog ball brand energy drink straight out we are a a raise energy show yes we are (laughs) um but yeah they've got flavors like baja lime strawberry colada Great bubble gum, guava mango, sour gummy worms, mm. and then like more nebulous flavors like voodoo, galaxy burst, and phantom freeze. I'm, I'm very curious baby. what a phantom freeze tastes like. It's a, that's a, that's a ride at uh, Joggle Lake, and so <laughs> uh, don't throw up while you're riding it. No, uh, I'm a baby man, and so I need yummy yummy drinks in my drink. I Coffee yeah. is doo-doo, and so... I uh, agree.
0: I don't want to drink yeah. dirt, okay? That's right. what it is. It's dirt and water. I don't want that. Okay. And this is
1: galaxy burst. And That's warmer. right. Much and better. It's going to
0: give you galaxy brain, probably. There you go. Um, so anyways, uh, Rep Sports, that's R-E-P-P-Sports.com. You'll see a big button there. for raise Energy, R-A-Z-E Energy. And guess what? Not only is this one of the cheapest energy drinks you can get, you can get yourself a little 12-pack to store in your fridge when you're feeling a little sleepy pee as well, but you can use our code FRIGHTFUL, F-R-I-G-H-T-F-U-L, you know how to spell it, but just in case. FRIGHTFUL. And you're going to get 15% off your order, okay? You can't beat that. And guess what? You're supporting us. And if you're listening to this, I would hope that you would want to support us even more than you want to have energy. And that's a
1: lot. Yeah. So help us, help yourself, and go get yourself some Raid's energy.
2: Single mother, Jennifer, and her young son, Toby, are finally moving out of state. After the death of her husband
0: Mommy, when is Daddy coming to live with us again?
1: Oh, sweetie, Your daddy is well will be coming.
2: But, but why, Mommy? Did he forget his keys
1: again? Oh, oh my, My sweet sweet child, he'll be losing his keys up in heaven now.
2: At first, their new neighborhood seems ideal. But something evil is lurking in the shadows. Uh, So you're the new neighbor. You better be careful living in the house there. Never quite trusted the place. Bet. I've, I've been trying that word lately. I hear all the kids are saying it. Bet. It's like an affirmation. And the shadows are closer than you think.
1: Hello? Dad, daddy? Ah!
2: I, mommy! 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 There's something in my room! He, he, he was really tall and he had a big hat and a cane and he looked like a shadow and he talked and he floated up on my bed and he reached out for me!
1: Darling, I, I, I believe you. I fully believe you. I have no reason not to. We'll move out tomorrow. I'll call the realtor.
2: And evil shadows are, are they leaving? That's it? Huh. Well, uh, I guess that's that. Ghost Dad, coming to theaters and streaming this fall, but let's be honest, you'll watch it on streaming for free. Bet. (laughs) Uh,
1: So, our second uh, feature in this double main event of an episode uh, is 2014. Is that a wrestling reference? Yes, it is. Although, I have seen some wrestlers get really pissed off at having double main events, because there really is only one main event, whatever the last match is. So, unless you're running both matches simultaneously, one of them is still a main event. Nevertheless, <gasps> uh, we've got... That's the uh, sound of vaginas drying up. Yeah, there. yeah, 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 that sounds about right. <sighs> uh, so, our next film is 2014's Pro Wrestlers vs. Zombies. Now, TN... I know this was my idea, but I would love to hear what your summation of this movie is. Oh, sure. Um, okay,
0: so the premise of this film is that uh, a wrestler has recently died in a professional wrestling event, and his brother has decided to make a deal with a shadowy figure... Mm -hmm. Uh, in order to conjure the living dead to take revenge on not just the wrestler who ended his brother's life, but also several of his wrestling cohorts. So they set up an event at an abandoned prison in which they're going to unleash all of these zombies onto the wrestlers that they have bust there. And honestly, I'm making this sound way cooler than it actually is like i'm describing this movie and i'm like this sounds kind of badass um but it's not so buckle up
1: yeah well i mean you didn't have to be a a sourpuss about it but
0: (laughs) oh my god you are going to be such an apologist for this movie
1: i am a thousand percent going to be and here's why so i'll tell you why i was going to be an apologist right from the get-go because literally the opening thing mentioned that this is a trauma Team release, and I was immediately like, I'm the baby, gotta love me. Love me some trauma." (laughs) So, um, I only have one... Before we get started, I only have one major name drop that I can give for this film. Because obviously I'm familiar with all the wrestlers. Well, most of the wrestlers. the, The wrestlers who are big names. I'm familiar with them. But, in the very opening sequence, the, uh... The redheaded woman who is the ring announcer at the small time show that the wrestler gets killed at is uh, one SoCal Val whom I have worked with before. Uh, We uh, both worked at uh, a couple of promotions here in Florida uh, quite a few years ago. Um, And she's super sweet and uh, very fantastic and really, really talented. And it was a big shame that she was relegated to ring announcer in this. I was like, Oh, she could actually act. That sucks. Um, But that's the only one I've actually, like, had contact with and and worked with in any sort of capacity. And even then, I'm sure if you asked her, she'd be like, who? So, yeah. Well, epic. Here's a high five. Um, So. (laughs) All right. So here's the big difference between this and Ceno Evil. This is a wrestler cash grab that has zombies in it, as opposed to a film built around a wrestler being an actor so like like i said with Ceno evil kane just happens to be the big actor but if you didn't know he was a wrestler they wouldn't change the viewing of the film this it's like literally hey here's the people that we paid money to show up and just be themselves as wrestlers so this one feels a lot more like there were elements i could point to and be like that's not how wrestling works um so I'm super Here's the other big
0: thing, other thing, thing that yeah. that we just need to just drop off the bat here is that uh you know for any of you who go maybe seek out uh, a scene or just like a trailer from this movie on YouTube or whatever you will see that uh this is not the quality the caliber the budget of something like No evil this That's would true. not this didn't go to any theaters um and generally Zach and I made. A blood pact a long, long time ago when we started this show that we were never going to punch down on stuff like, you know, student films and true micro-budget indies, things of that nature. But the thing is, this movie's got Roddy Roddy Piper and Hacksaw Jim Duggan in it. So, I mean, we kind of just called fair game and just said, all right, here we go. But, yes, it's very clear that the intro to the film was done on PowerPoint. This was filmed on somebody's iPhone. Like, this had a $0 budget, but here we are, and we're going to shit on it. Or at least I am. You're going to shit on
1: it. I'm going to go, I don't know. They're pretty good. So, all the wrestlers in this movie are literally just being themselves. So, like, Roddy Piper, Hacksaw Jim Duggan, Matt Hardy, uh, Rebby Sky, before she was Mrs. Matt Hardy, Shane Douglas... And then there's a couple of other, like, smaller, more local kind of wrestlers. And then Kurt Angle, who makes an appearance. Um, but they're all just literally playing themselves. They're not like, oh, this is a zany character, da-da-da-da. It's like, nope, Shane Douglas is a giant asshole. And Roddy Piper's kind of grouchy. And Jim Duggan still is portraying like he has brain damage. And <laughs> Matt Hardy and uh, Rebby Sky just fuck the whole time. Because in real life, they have, like, five kids. Like, that's just what they do, is they just fuck. So, that, that's, it's hard to tell, like, how much direction they were given in any particular scene. Because, like, they all have the ability to cut promos. So, I imagine it was a lot of, like, oh, you, these are the points you have to hit and just kind of get there how you get there. Um, because, although they're not actors, they do have acting qualities to, to what they work with. So, it's really weird. That was one of the things I had a real problem with, is this feels a little loosey-goosey in terms of, like, the direction that it's going and, and how it kind of connects.
0: Oh, you think? You think it was kind of loosey-goosey?
1: Okay. okay. <sighs> well, let's walk through it here. So, we start... Shane Douglas, the franchise, sees another wrestler making out with his girl, I guess, and decides he's going to murder him in the ring by doing a shitty tombstone and breaking this guy's neck and just murdering him. And there are no repercussions of any kind. And so then we get to wrestler's brother who, I don't know why we couldn't just have that actor play his own brother with like hair or something. We get like (laughs) a kind of downgrade of an actor to play his brother, um, perform this weird ritual where he ate a woman's heart. And then that made the woman a zombie. And then she can infect other people and make them zombies. And so then he sets up this thing. He talks to the promoter and he's like, Hey, I'm putting on a wrestling show. I need Shane Douglas there. And that's it. And the promoter has this stack of money and is like, well, let me throw some names at you, which I was like, that's not how that would work. It would be like, okay, you can have Shane Douglas and I'll keep the money and just bring in some like kids, like some like, Young wrestlers who don't know anything, like I'll just do that. Why would why would you counter offer with like? And here's Roddy Piper too. Like, wh- why? Why would you do that? Um. <laughs> so then we meet who, the final girl, who's who's going to be the final girl because she's the right. only one who's like not a wrestler, kind of thing, um, but knows wrestling somehow and doesn't have a clear backstory. And she comes in to the scene, boo boos out, and is like well, Mr. Promoter, if you're going to make this wrestling thing work, you're going to need a marketing team. And the whole time the promoter is like just like eating her ass. And then, <laughs> and then at the end he's like, oh, I think this is going to work out just fine. Which, by the
0: way, that promoter is played by the guy who wrote and directed the movie.
1: Right, which apparently he wasn't planning on that. But something <laughs> happened, and I guess they lost an actor, and he was like, well, fuck me then, I guess I'll just be this guy.
0: I I would have felt so uncomfortable if that was if I was that guy that I wouldn't would be you. Like, oh my god, the one the one role in the movie that just involves molesting someone. Right, the, that guy didn't show
1: up today. That guy called out sick. God damn. it. Right. Shane Douglas <laughs> can't put on a wig. God damn it. <laughs> uh, so but the thing that really puzzled me about her is that like she gets she comes into the picture and she's like, well, Mister Promoter Man, like do you want me on your team? And he's like, oh, yeah. And so then they go fuck, apparently. Like, they walk off together like, okay, la, 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 la. But then in the rest of the movie, she's treated like she's like the virgin prude of the group.
0: Yeah, I didn't, like, understand, because then there's another scene later on where the promoter's friend the guy right. in the blue blazer who's kind of creepily watching the whole time while the promoter's like yeah what her the ass. fuck was that
1: about <laughs> um,
0: he's in there later and when they first get to the jail which you know and they see the ring that's set up there uh she finds blood on the floor and says hey guys there's blood on the floor and the guy in the blue jacket comes over and was like what the fuck? You're going to fuck this all up for me? And she goes, oh, I'm so sorry. Let me suck your dick in the closet real quick.
1: What? Um, so, uh, also, I had a bit what, right did I miss? So, what happened to the promoter, by the way? Well, I don't know what he happened just, to the promoter. He just goes That's... back to his home planet. He's like, well, got my dick sucked <laughs> in my office and paid <laughs> Shane Douglas some money. Time to go back to my home world. Goodbye. That's
0: my first question. But the second question is, so, in that interaction, okay, so let's say you and I agree to meet somewhere and Mm -hmm. you see that there's something on the floor that resembles blood. So you say, hey, there's blood on the floor. First of all, why am I mad at you for saying that? Why am I upset? But for some reason, I I am. So I come over and I say, don't fuck this up for me, for some reason. And you immediately say, I'll suck your dick. And then you do.
1: Why? This was actually written by an incel, was the difference. <laughs> and it's like, that's how women work. Um, yeah, I have no idea. Her whole character puzzled me a great deal. It really, it was
0: very strange. She was simultaneously the the smart, capable, final girl, but also she was like the sex toy. I, yeah. I, I, it, it was very puzzling. So Very
1: strange. So... They're there. There's some some mystery afoot, and then Kurt Angle comes in separately. Is that the guy in the gold speedo? No, that was some that was some like local yokel dum dum. Okay. Kurt Angle <laughs> was the one who came in out the side door, and because he was the surprise, and then like he takes two here. I'll tell you who Kurt Angle was. Kurt Angle was the guy who was there for a day of shooting. That's who he was. He walks <laughs> into a scene. And goes, what the what? And zombies show up. And he's the first wrestler to die from zombies. However, I did take note that Kurt Angle got all of his shit in, in like 30 seconds. Like he walked into the scene, went, what the zombies? Then he hit all of his moves. Like he hit the angle slam. He hit the ankle lock. He hit all of his shit and then got eaten. Like he did it in 30 seconds, then got eaten. And I was
0: like, I "I respect that. (laughs) This is such a mistake talking about this movie <laughs> with you. It's a, it's a movie that any human on the planet would would make you turn off if you put right, it on at correct. a party. And you're here going like, "Well, I was really impressed at how quickly they ran through the angle slam."
1: Yeah. <laughs> He hit it twice. He hit it on one zombie and he hit it on Shane Douglas. That was very impressed.
0: Oh my god. All right. So, the wrestling company that I guess is is supposed to be r- real, it's not just a gimmick to kill Shane Douglas in the movie, is called Extreme Rising. And the tagline of this wrestling company is where wrestlers become legend and legends become gods? Question mark? Yes. Is that a tagline that. You think you could maybe appropriate for Punk Pro? Or... I would.
1: Why wouldn't God's name would I ever do that? that is, that's, <laughs> that's a weird hallmark card nonsense shit that doesn't make sense, especially in wherever the fuck they're located.
0: I think that the next greeting card I have to get for you will just say that inside of it. Like, yeah. it'll be like, "Sorry, your cat died." Also, where wrestlers become legend and legends become
1: gods. Yeah. So here's the problem. Here's what we need to. Here's what we need to do. I need you to walk through the rest of this movie, because I'm going to keep apologizing. So I need you to run through this so that we can get, like, the true, authentic kind of fucking rundown. And then I can be like, well, actually...
0: Okay, so, um... Roddy Piper, Shane Douglas, and... The rest of them, like the new marketing lady, the final girl, redhead lady, and some others um, uh, have arrived. The zombies have come out and they have started to fight for their lives. So they start to run around. They barricade themselves in an office for like 10 Um, minutes. Yeah, for like 10 minutes before they decide, you know what, let's let's leave. they're trying to form a game plan but there is no game plan so they're just like let's move into the next room Um, and there's a guy in a gold speedo who's kind of moving the main desks and stuff to barricade the door and the back of his gold speedo has like a little circle in it and I just sort of stared and I had to like pause and rewind and I'm like is his butthole out? Am I seeing things, or is this guy's butthole out and on display in this movie? Did
1: you see this? No, I wasn't staring at a man's ass, or looking to make eye contact with his asshole while there was action happening.
0: (laughs) I like how you try to high-road me as an announcer when it's your job to look at a man's ass and then critique like, oh, we did a three-hole finger or whatever well
1: i mean that is a (laughs) devastating move so i don't know why we're (laughs) trying to shit
0: on it gave him the old bowling ball yeah
1: Uh, okay so 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 basically the 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 unfortunate thing is there's just a lot of repetition they kind of the 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 wrestlers kind of move from room to room they (laughs) shut up they move from room to room and like one by one they kind of get picked off shane douglas continues to be a bastard um and roddy piper continues to fucking just act Way too well. Like he puts in way too much effort for this movie, which I'm not <laughs> which I'm not surprised by. I mean, he gave one hundred and ten percent in that fucking always sunny episode that he's in. Like I was not shocked that it was like, oh hey, Roddy's actually giving a shit about this and nobody else. I'm, is. I'm gonna
0: be real honest. Uh, Roddy Piper being in this movie makes me believe that you could get him to do anything. like if you need him for your King quinceañera or, like, you're just making a home movie, like, you're, like, you set up a slip and slide, and you're like, oh, let's get, you know, he'll show up. Like, you, He's he'll show up for the day.
1: Yeah. Um. So, they keep going around and around, and they keep losing people left and right. And then, eventually, it comes down to, it's Shane Douglas, it's Roddy Piper, and it's the final girl outside in the middle of the night. And there's, like, the bad guy and, like, his zombie horde. And uh, I do have a quiz for you. Okay. Which part of this film was more difficult to suspend disbelief on? And your options are A, that any of the wrestlers shown could run more than 45 seconds without their knees exploding. (laughs) Or B, that towards the end of the film, when the villain says, I need more power... And we cut to someone saying, okay, and then suddenly there's old timey zombies that show up because it's that easy. Which of those two did you find harder to believe?
0: Um, I would say wrestlers running is way less believable than, like, Civil War zombies coming up out of the ground. Um, I also liked that after that happened, uh, then uh, Terror Time Again started playing immediately. Yeah. So that was good. Um, Speaking of which, did you enjoy the soundtrack to this movie?
1: Hey, I didn't love it, if I'm being honest with you. really had a real (laughs) ish.
0: You didn't like that it was just someone's, like, Spotify playlist that it was, they're just it was like, like someone Spotify, all of these in.
1: It was like someone's Spotify playlist of their cousin's band. Like, it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> this was like, oh, oh, yeah, I guess that's a song. It kind of reminded me of uh, Maximum Overdrive, of just like, yeah, you could just put, <laughs> pick songs you like and just put that in a movie. They don't really have to. That's fit. true. That's honestly, that's how movies work. <laughs> you just pick, pick a song, a song you that you're like. I'm like like, really vibing with this right now. Let's put this in. <laughs>
0: Now, um, do you think the villain was really Irish?
1: He had like a Lucky Charms kind of uh, accent to him, which was yes. real. And then, so let's do the mad dash here at the end. So it's down to these last few. Roddy gives a real confusing speech to Shane Douglas about Shane being an asshole. Uh, Shane Douglas's family was also zombified at one point. So then. Shane Douglas snaps a little kid's neck, which I wasn't I wasn't expecting, but I was like, "Oh, here we are now." Okay, and then uh, Shane Douglas gets killed by the bad guy, and then Roddy Piper kicks everybody's ass, and uh, that's basically it.
0: That is it. Um, oh, and then but but they make out at the end. Well, yeah, finally
1: because he he, he, he he uh yeah, Roddy Piper uh, finally convinces this woman who's clearly far younger than he is to finally climb out of her shell and stop being such a prude and by that I mean quit sucking other dudes dicks for a second <laughs> put down the machete let's make out by the American flag cause god damn it that's how you end a movie
0: what okay
1: did you sincerely like this <laughs> no I I didn't I will. I will say I will never watch this film again but, I found this a lot less painful to sit through than See No Evil. Like, okay. So, here's 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 something that I think needs to be expressed. Okay. See No Evil took 32 days to film. Okay. Pro Wrestlers vs. Zombies was shot in 16 days. Yeah, I mean, I believe that. So... <laughs> that I forgave a little bit more with Pro Wrestler vs. Zombies, only because I was like, you literally had two weeks to make this shit. So, you know, scenes that are just sort of like, oh, we're barricaded in this room, ah, but we gotta get to the next set piece, and they all just kind of, like, move on. I'm like, I, okay, that's, whatever. It didn't feel as dude broy as as the other one. This one felt a little more like, here's a wrestling fan who has somehow convinced all of these, like, actual named wrestlers to show up and beat up a lot of extras in terrible, terrible zombie makeup.
0: <laughs> oh, come on. The makeup wasn't that bad.
1: Awful. Just terrible.
0: <laughs> yeah, and let's also acknowledge, uh, while we're apologizing for this film, that it was kickstarted. Uh The credits have all of the people that donated to the Kickstarter you know, in it. So, I mean, in that sense, it's kind of like... Live your dream, yeah. Um, it's very inspiring, but but uh, okay. So I got a few the, questions. This so, one
1: felt more. I I'll, I'll put it like this. This felt like a home movie that somehow got lucky enough to get wrestlers in it, and by yeah. lucky enough, I mean like Kickstarter money. Whereas, see right. no evil just felt like Vince McMahon was like, "Wait a minute, we could make fucking movies." Like that's how that felt. Like,
0: <laughs> um, all right, I got a couple questions. Okay, so
1: is wrestling
0: real? Is wrestling real? That's well, my first as the movie question. says at the beginning,
1: pro wrestling, the only place you can kill a man and get away with it.
0: Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Um, there's a point at which the evil guy has a speech, and it's near the end, and he says something about how he's like, did you really think I cared about... He's referencing his brother. Like, when he has the conflict with Shane Douglas, and it sounds like he says, did you really think I cared about that fucking whore? Which... Is he talking about his brother?
1: No, he's talking about the girl that the brother was cheating Oh, with.
0: okay. Uh, I thought for sure he was talking about his brother, and I'm like, wow, harsh words about your own brother. Call your brother a whore. Um, okay, is, is this a reference? Um, there's a point at which he pins a freezer door closed using a pencil, and he says, first time I had the pencil? What the <laughs> fuck does
1: that mean? <laughs> so that's an insider term. Oh my god. Uh having the pencil loving this (laughs) having the pencil (laughs) means booking the show and making the decisions so it doesn't fit terribly well and when i heard it i wasn't like oh in a go movie i was like (laughs) no that's fucking stupid that would be like i could i could literally do like 15 examples of other wrestling terms that would make just as much sense in that scene
0: uh, okay, let's hear one. Like if
1: he put a like if he put something in it to close the freezer door on what was supposed to be Dennis Rodman, which why, why that's very stupid. That's a big waste of money. Um, but he closed the freezer door and be like, "Ugh, what's your finish, brother?" Like or you know, <laughs> who's going over? Like or relax kid we already got their money like there's a thousand fucking things that would have made just as much sense as uh, or the part
0: or the part at which uh i think it's shane douglas like rips one of the zombies feet off on
1: accident he holds it
0: up and instead he should have
1: said talk about a heel first of all that was kurt angle because he had the angle the ankle lock on him christ but yes you're right that would (laughs) have been a better line than kurt angle just Hitting another zombie with a rubber foot like that would have been a better line. Yeah, well, thank you. Uh,
0: I, I could have written this movie. You could have. Um, I, I did keep apologizing uh, while watching this movie with Master, and at one point she said, "When's Zach show up in this?" Because she thought it was so, it looked so homemade that she thought for sure you like produced this. I I She's mean, like, when's Zach in it?
1: Had I known about it when it was being made, I probably would have. Um... <laughs>
0: You could have been one of the many zombies who you can see throughout the film, not realizing that the cameras are rolling and just sort of smiling or like taking a drink or whatever. Um, There's a lot of moments of zombie extras just not knowing what the fuck they're doing (laughs) and just being like. Uh, and just sort of walking, so very just uh, casually. So that's you know, my just, big
1: critique of this: is like it just, and I and I imagine it was probably because he had his hands full. It just doesn't feel super well directed. It feels like I imagine instead of okay, so instead of the dude bros of like this is gonna be awesome, I feel like it was a lot of like yeah yeah, just keep going, just keep going, like that kind of thing, like. Like <laughs> just going and going, yeah. Like, yeah it's fine. like, okay. In this scene, the zombies are going to be entering the room, and instead of being like going to each individual one, like okay, you're going to go this way and you're going to go over here, and make, keep in mind that you know you're just a husk of a human being, you're not, a, you're an undead cool now. Instead, I feel like it was just like add action. Everyone's moving in. Okay, keep pushing, keep pushing. You're doing it, you're doing it, and we're good. Like I right. feel a lot of that. Like okay Roddy in this scene a lot of zombies are to come you're just gonna keep punching them okay great and action okay keep going keep punching keep punching and we're good okay great like that's how a lot of this movie felt
0: like no I feel that and you can absolutely tell it's not like it's not like the walking dead where you really had to like you know peel apart and be like oh in this one scene in the very background you could see one of them looking like he really doesn't know what the fuck's going on like it's like Literally any scene where there's a zombie on screen, you can visibly right in the foreground, you can see a zombie who does not know what the fuck he's supposed to be doing at that moment. <laughs> well, the other like, thing, it'll
1: be like, <laughs> I think, the, I think the perfect example is like when the zombies like uh, first kind of surround the ring, and it's like Roddy Piper and Jim Duggan and Shane Douglas are in the ring and they're like surrounded, and yeah, we just keep cutting back back and forth between like crowd shots and then ring shots. And every single time Jim Duggan is stomping his foot and like banging his two by four on the ropes, like every fucking single time, as in, I doubt the director was like, okay. And Jim, remember your role, make sure you're stomping your foot and flinging your thing. Like, (laughs) I'm sure it was just like, okay, just gentlemen just kind of look scared, but like you could take them on. And keep going, keep going, keep going, and we're good. Like that's how it felt to me. Just a lot of try. Oh, for sure. Just trying to stay busy, I guess. Like
0: that. And every kind of time fun. they would cut back to the zombies, there was always. I mean, you could just see like there's like a chubby Asian one who's just kind of smiling. Just, right. <laughs> this, is a, this is a fun. This
1: is, this is uh, zany. A... This is crazy. <laughs> but... That's Roddy Piper in the ring. Right.
0: No, it's like, it's obvious that it's a lot of just like, you know, oh, my brother would love to do this. Come on, just bring him in. And he's like, oh, this is a great time. Yeah. Oh, a, I'm a lot of fun so here.
1: so I guess my, apologi- my apologetic ta- nature of this is just because this film feels harmless. Like you said, it was a Kickstarter. It's somebody's homegrown project. It's got surprisingly bigger named wrestlers in it. The big shame is that it's Matt Hardy circa 2014 2013 if it had been matt hardy from the last year or so it would have been fucking great because he just would have been like ah and just like saying shit that doesn't make sense like they'd be like why (laughs) because he lost his mind matt hardy became um crazy and so like he has like a weird blonde streak in his hair and he kept telling that he was gonna delete people like that was his big thing like and he talked like in a weird accent all of a sudden so that would have been a hell of a lot more interesting if it was like Roddy's like, well, you know, I've been fighting all my life, kid. And what do you think, Matt Hardy? And he'd be like, ah, hello, travelers! Like, <laughs> I come from the eighth dimension! And they would be like, what the fuck is going on here?
0: <laughs> well, that does sound great. I'd right. love to uh, dig into that. So, so take, take your
1: final shits on this movie.
0: Okay. I think that ultimately, there are things in this film that cost nothing that could have been improved. Okay. And, and I think that's my main problem with it, is that, uh, you know... The aspects of it that obviously needed more of a financial budget or whatever, I I can forgive that. I can apologize for it much like you are in terms of somebody just want to make their dream wrestling zombie movie. But I feel like the things that cost nothing, i.e. the premise, are things that could have had more uh, time and effort put into them, you know, like they obviously paid a lot of money to rent this like prison space or whatever the hell they used. Um, uh, they paid a lot of money to book the wrestlers that they did. So to give them a little better, you know, something else to do, that's my main critique of it. Are the things that didn't cost any money, you didn't need to get too lost in the sauce. You could have spent more time planning before launching the Kickstarter. That's kind of how I feel about it.
1: No, you're right. And, and I, I do think that the story at its core, like this could have been like a short film. Like, because right. it, it felt like there was just so much stretching for time.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like, you could have started on the bus. You could have started on the bus with them being like, well, this is a weird gig we got all of a sudden. Who even booked this thing? Do you know? Oh, no, I don't know. Uh, what about you, Roddy Piper? Oh, I don't fucking know. This is all stupid. And he flicks the bird for the fifth time in the movie. That was weird. He was um, flipping
1: the bird a lot. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, we stayed as a group for a lot longer than I was expecting. And then, like... Mm-hmm one by one we started killing off wrestlers and I was like, yeah, why did it take so long? Um, Right. I don't know. It just, the pacing was really off. And like I said, it felt like just a lot of stretching for time. Um, But like I said, I still felt like this was harmless. Um, However, to go against what I said with uh, No Evil, if you weren't a wrestling fan, you could technically watch No Evil and just be like, all right, this is a very early 2000s kind of horror film. If you're not a wrestling fan, There is zero for you in this movie, in in Pro Wrestlers vs. Zombies. There is absolutely nothing. Because, like, none of these wrestlers are going to hit the nostalgia boner. None of these are going to, like, no no references to anything or, or, oh, look, he's doing the thing. He's got the guy and he slammed him. Like, that's going to absolutely just never land if you are not even remotely interested in wrestling.
0: Right, yeah. Okay, well, that's probably enough to be said about this, so uh, why don't we take a break? <music> so glad you are all here tonight as we unveil for you a brand new superstar, and yes, the man that you are about to see before you, my goodness, you are going to love to hate him. <laughs> he is coming out to challenge all your favorite superstars. Yes, he is the Facebook uncle. You are going to love to hate this man. He is going to comment on every single one of your posts, and he is going to say, What's up? And how are you? You look so
2: beautiful lately, things of that nature, you're going to feel uncomfortable. So without further ado, let me bring him out, the Facebook uncle! Does your mom know you're buying those shoes? Prepare to get poked, baby! Hey, does anyone still play Mafia Wars? Hey, I found this news article, and it's completely legitimate. Ah, how do you use Google?
1: Ooh, I can't wait to win this title and then take a blurry picture and make it my profile pic, baby. Woo! Make sure you get your tickets early for this month's pay-per-view with the unbelievable debut of the newest underground sensation, He's Bean. He's green. He's never felt the touch of a woman. You are not gonna believe your eyes when you see the throbbing anger of the insidious incel. Oh my god, I can't
2: take it. I can't take it. I see you all out there. You're a bunch of goomers. I know every single one of you out there is a goomer. You're being simps, that's what you are, you're subscribing to OnlyFans, you're paying women for something you can get for free, oh, I am a sub eight male, and I'm about to black pill every one of you in the audience tonight as I become the new reigning champion.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, I am so happy to have you here tonight because tonight you are going to be meeting a brand new champion, a man that you are going to be known to root for soon enough. Ladies and gentlemen, I am going to be bringing out here for you in just a moment the Star Wars prequel apologist. You have never seen a man
2: who will fight so hard to convince you that Jar Jar Binks is not actually stupid and that he improved the lore. Ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, let me bring him out for you here, the Star Wars Prequel Apologist! A long time ago, in a
1: galaxy far, far away, a dumpy man in a gray beard reinvented the genre by introducing midi-chlorians and bringing forth the greatest trilogy
2: that anyone has ever seen. And it's my duty
1: to come in, whompin' and a-whoopin' every single night of the week to showcase why Jango Fett is the superior Mandalorian, why Jar Jar Binks is not racist, and why a diner and pot racing is the pinnacle of cinema.
2: And I swear to any opponent who crosses my path, the only thing you're going to be able to say when that bell rings is, uh-oh, Lisa in trouble.
1: So to the end, we've adequately taken big shits on both of these films, and it wouldn't be Frightful Failures without some frightful fixings. Or fixtures, whatever we're calling it. So... How do we make these movies marginally less painful to sit through?
0: Goodness me. Well, um, if we were to start with our good friend Sino Evil, uh, I mean, the first thing I got to say is just let Vince McMahon have full creative control over this movie. I think that that is a frightful fix and that it just writes itself. I mean. You know he could, he could just we could have him on this show, just say how if you could have done this movie, how much dog piss and eye sockets and three foot
1: dog cocks piss would you have in had? every scene, every scene it'll be like an Easter egg. That's what these kids are into. Every scene when the when the cop. And
2: the lady are sitting on the bar, and he's like, are you going to marry this guy or not? And she's like, yeah, I don't know.
1: And it's convinced, it's making you think, was there a scene between them two previously that I missed somewhere? While that's happening, oh, what's that in the corner? Dog taking a big piss.
0: That's how you get people interested.
1: You give them something to look for in every single scene, regardless of context.
0: That's a great idea, Vince. Uh, that's a rewatchability right there. That will ensure
1: that they buy the Blu-ray. Other suggestion? Not just one three-foot dick.
2: Every male character in this movie has a three-foot dick.
1: They're tripping over them as they're running down the hallways. They're out, too. They're not in the pants. They're out in the open in front of God and everybody.
0: That would be, uh, honestly, an interesting dynamic if both the victims and the killer had the same sort of physical deformity that causes them both to be tripping over their own three-foot dicks. So it's like there's there's almost this... Uh... This familiarity between them where it's like, man, I know you're trying to catch up and kill me, but isn't this thing just a handful? Isn't this thing just, ah, God, I don't know what to do with it some days. I feel like
1: like you'd have a scene, like, kind of like that scene in Desperado when Antonio and the guy keep grabbing guns and they're all empty. But it's like, Kane's trying to grab his, like, chain hook, but everyone just kind of keeps grabbing dicks on the floor because everyone's on the ground. And they just keep pointing the dicks at each (laughs) other, like, "Ah!" Uh, and then
0: grab another one. (laughs) You got me. Yeah, by the way, I like how um, the whole chain hook thing is their attempt at making, once again, slasher iconography. Right. It's on the fucking cover of the movie. Right. And he uses it like twice in the movie, and then he's yeah. just like, I'm done with this.
1: Yeah. Well, apparently they were going to CG it originally, but then like, I guess Kane got good at whipping a fucking chain. And so they were like, cool. Okay, we'll just do it that way. I'm like, thank God. I can't even imagine what the fucking CG on that would have looked like. It would have been like, <laughs> and, like, whipped around in every corner.
0: It would have looked like uh, <laughs> like Scorpion's
1: uh, exactly. chain from Mortal Kombat. And, uh, it would have gone woo, and like then someone would have bounced mm. it off of something. And no, so yeah. let's think about um, this seriously. So how do we fix okay. this? I would actually move the um. Uh, uh, first of all, I'd probably cut the co- the the, the one armed cop completely because just bringing him in only sure. to kill him early is not worth the squeeze.
0: Well, you got to go one way or the other. So if that's the way you're going to go with it, I'll go the other way. Okay.
1: So you first. So we cut out the cop. And make the, you could almost make the first act literally the origin story. Like, mm-hmm. we're getting the, the mom and the da 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 and not just in flashback, but really, like, tell a little bit more of a story with that. Instead of just, like, you got a boner, and now I'm going to start ripping out people's eyeballs in front of you. Um, give it a little bit more uh, thought. And then you can still have the reveal be the reveal.
0: You you don't think that if you showed all of the mom right away at the beginning that it wouldn't, like, give up the Scooby-Doo reveal right away when she's introduced as the hotel owner? Or...
1: Well, or we, well the problem is you'd have to come up with a different reason as to why she's bringing the people in. Because if you don't have the one-armed cop, then I guess that loses your MacGuffin as to, like, why mm-hmm. everyone's there. She just hates whores. I mean, what more reason Yeah, do you maybe need? make it, like, a sorority thing? Like, she's got, like, they're coming to town or whatever and almost make it like a pieces thing where, like, Kane is, like, mm-hmm. the groundskeeper or something. Um, okay. Something along those lines. I don't think having him be, like, quasi-undead with the bugs was really necessary. Um, yeah, no, they, they really didn't
0: go far enough one way or the other with that. It's like, they, they seem to hint at the fact that there's something supernatural going on or about him because they're like, it's impossible, I shot him in the head. Like, he's got a hole... In his head, how's this possible? But they never really embrace it far enough to say, like, yeah, he's Jason, like, he right. can't be killed. So, yeah, I would say he's start. not Jason, he's Jacob. I'm surprised that the movie didn't try and just write that on the cover like Jason, more like Jacob. Well, see no evil in theaters um, 2006.
1: I was gonna say, uh, I want to say that Kane's real name has Jacob in it,
0: does it? Hold on. So I mean, not knowing very much about wrestling yeah, at all. Yeah, his name is
1: Glenn Jacobs.
0: Oh, okay. Well, not knowing very much about wrestling at all, I just had this vague image in my head of what Kane looked like in the ring, mm-hmm. and seeing pictures of him out of wrestling drag, um, he he just looks like like somebody's uncle.
1: Yeah, no. Like he, he doesn't. He, as soon as you see his like very regular dad kind of face, you're like. Oh, that's why they put him in a mask, to make him scary. Because, like, he's just <laughs> no sort wonder. of a dude. Yeah.
0: Um. Okay, so let's say if I'm if I'm running the idea of we keep the cop, but we don't kill him for no reason right. halfway through the film. He's not the second death in the movie for absolutely no reason. Um, I would say you just fully embrace this idea of a man out for vengeance who nothing can be stopped. And kind of like what you were saying... You can have him get attacked and severely injured by uh, Kane again and again, but it's just like nothing will stop him. He lost his arm four years ago, so now it's like you can gouge out an eye, you can rip off fingers on his other hand, you can give him a deep gash in his stomach, whatever. He's going to keep coming because he needs to finish what he apparently wasn't able to finish doing. And then fucking, certainly you can kill him at the end of the movie. Well, that's not what we're saying. We're not saying don't kill the no. guy. He needs to survive. Like, you can kill him at the end of the movie, but just make it worth something. Yeah. I mean, have him knock the brain bugs out of his head or whatever and that's what gives the kids the upper hand to knock him out the window to the Mortal Kombat cutscene.
1: Exactly. <laughs> yes. Like, yeah, if you had it to where, like, the kids have like tried to, to knock him out of the window but, like, he's still fighting back and then finally, like, you know half dead cop shows up and like gives him the last push and they both go out together like something like that would be like okay yeah it was worth it sure. he came back and he saved the day that's all he was looking for yeah um. no for sure
0: also said, also it
1: didn't it didn't help that that cop also got no backstory so it was like it wasn't like he was like a great cop and or he was an angry cop or whatever he was just like mm-hmm. a cop who was like oh hey this guy's taking out eyeballs what the heck like uh, i need a little bit more than that in terms of like character motivation like what hey her her eyes were there just a minute ago. What the hey?
0: <laughs> what the hey now? Yeah, so I guess my real fix for this movie is how big do you think we really could get uh, his dick?
1: Like, do you ever remember watching the movie Basketball? Yeah. And there's this scene when Matt and Trey are in the bathroom and the lady comes in. And, like, we keep cutting to their knees and just the dick hits the floor, like, each time. And she's just like, <laughs> big dicks!
0: I gotta get out of here! Like, I just imagine that. Like, <laughs> Yeah. No, I think that would be great.
1: Um, no I honestly the fix for this is just give more of a shit is the fix like give somebody more story either give Kane more story give the cop more story give the kids more story just give a shit about somebody because it just very much just felt like every scene was just like oh but what if it was this (laughs) I got it nailed it great how does that connect to the next scene doesn't matter like that you know (laughs) I think
0: that um, once he rejects his mother near the end there that he should just look at the girl in the cage and be like, "I think I'm converting to Buddhism." Boo uh, do 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 donk do donk 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 dunk If he did have one, two, it
1: did, if he did have a really killer line there, that'd be pretty great.
0: Yeah, yeah, no. I mean, uh, I guess I don't know why he was still insistent on killing the other girls, the other characters after he killed his mom. You would think he just would have walked off into the sunset at that point. Um, no, at
1: that point they should have gone. Well, if you're going to rip off Friday the 13th, rip the fuck off of Friday the 13th. It should have been like, hey, it's not good, it's not good, and then the mom is also evil and is trying to kill these kids. The kids kill the mom, and now Kane is like, oh, well, now there's just nothing. There's not even, like, a a, a semblance of any kind of moral compass, like... Yeah, there's no shred of humanity left. Oh, you've got a, a, you know, uh, 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 a cross, a Jesus Christ tramp stamp right above your booty hole? That doesn't save anymore, I don't care. Yeah. No, for sure.
0: that, that Again, I, I don't understand how you can make a slasher in the late 2000s and not make, like, something recognizable or iconic or worth, like, dressing up as for Halloween. True. How the fuck do you dress up as Jacob Goodnight for Halloween? You, you, you don't. I guess you might carry a chain with a hook around it, but then people would be like, oh, cool, like, butcher guy. Like, yeah. there's nothing recognizable about this at all. and that's Unless
1: you I have think, a three-foot dick. That's the recognizable thing. Yes,
0: there you go. So uh, that's the real uh, people out there. uh, If you ever see Zach and I at, uh, you know, Spooky Empire or any other type of horror convention, if you are wearing a white wife beater and carrying around a chain with a hook on it and you just have like a giant, like a Moby huge in your pants, just like just going down one leg, we will know who you're cosplaying. We will will say, you're Jacob Goodnight. Wow, yeah, we stand that, for sure. Oh, goodness. Okay, well, uh, what about Pro Wrestlers versus Zombies? I mean, in your opinion, this is a work of art, right? I mean, there's nothing knew, you could change I about it. I knew
1: you were going to say that. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> no, this, this, this needs to be like a short film. This needs to be like a more comedic short film um, because it, it kind of just sort of existing and sort of middling doesn't do me any favors. Like, if this was trying to be like, Shaun of the Dead, but with wrestlers, I think he got mm-hmm. something. But right. just to be like, well, we're in this location, and look at Roddy Piper. Although I do think of all the wrestlers, I do think Roddy Piper was the best actor, because he was like actually giving a shit. So I think you probably could have leaned harder on that. Like you could have made it sort of him, the central character, and not Shane Douglas. But um, I also would have either fleshed out the final girl or cut her completely sure because she really wasn't providing anything other than just like every time ass she and would tits well not just that though but you had wrestler chicks who were ass and tits like Rebby sure. sky is ass and tits like the thing of it was she would provide th- the final girl would provide things for the story but everything that she would provide only raised more questions Right. Like the wrestlers were all in like the locker room and they're like, what the fuck is going on? These people are crazy. Not realizing that it's zombies yet. And then final girl just shows up with a machete and she's like, oh, I'm in charge now. And it's like, what? What? What the fuck are you talking about? Like, where did you get that? How How are you this well-knowledged on zombies? Like you're acting like you knew this was going to happen. Like, what? Right. Or it would be like, yeah, oh, I you got to do this it, instead. Yeah. It's like, what? how do you know? And again, we're
0: criticizing things that cost nothing. Right, exactly. Like, that's my main uh, yeah, but, problem but like budget.
1: I mean, the makeup, you know, you might have been able to find some, sure. some, some better makeup people, but they yeah, did yeah. what they could. I mean, fucking Dawn of the Dead has purple zombies, so, like, whatever. Yeah, it, it,
0: I'm not gonna, like, super criticize no. the makeup or the location no, 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 no. or, like, the cinematography or whatever. Like, I'm not gonna rag on that so much i get it i understand um but the things that cost nothing like for instance giving this final girl like a backstory for instance it would have been so easy and it would have made so much sense to be like she's fucking cia or she's like you know works for some kind of umbrella corporation or whatever
1: perfectly fine
0: and it, because then it's like, oh, that makes total sense. No wonder y- you got involved here and now you're like, I'm taking control. Like you understood that this was going to happen or whatever. And for instance, again, it costs nothing to have Righty Piper come out near the end and say, I'm here to kick ass and chew bubble gum and I'm all out of bubble gum. Like if you're going to make him stay dumb shit about pencils or whatever, right. then make him say dumb shit. Like, don't don't kind of creep over that line. Like, this is too much. I don't want to be campy. Right. True. (laughs) I think that, um, a better concept overall really would have improved this a lot that, that you could have had more of an idea and, you know, just, just set the stakes a little bit more and, and have it make sense. If you establish in the beginning, once again, this costs nothing that, uh, this Irish guy, his stupid cane that he's carrying around the whole movie that's the thing that is allowing him to summon the zombies that's what gave him the power to eat the heart and blah 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 then you've set a stake that's the cane that's what they need to get a hold of right they they so again it's just little things like that i think would have made so it me, a
1: big improvement now oh, oh, uh, let me ask you this okay sure do you think it would have improved things any if we had leaned more in one direction or the other in terms of like either make it more of a comedy or make it a little more dramatic in a more traditional horror film. Because, like, I think you could have played more with the idea of, like, the backstage seediness of wrestling. Like, Shane Douglas killing the Mm -hmm. dude in the ring was like, oh, but that was literally just used as, like, a catalyst. Like, it wasn't... they, They never talked about, like, hey, there's, like, rampant drug abuse in wrestling, or, like, these guys are all banged up and hurt, or, like, CTE is a thing, like... You could go into a weird deep dive into, you know, the life of a pro wrestler.
0: So so your solution to this film is to make this, like, that movie, The Wrestler? What is that like? You could Mickey make it
1: Wark? Mickey Rourke Wrestler, but instead he's fucking hitting the ram jam on a goddamn zombie instead. Yeah, I would buy that. <laughs>
0: Alright, so your solution is bring in Darren Aronofsky my solution is, to no, direct no, how this dare film. You.
1: My solution is you either bring in Darren Aronofsky or Edgar Wright. Those are that's those okay. are your two options. That's your
0: options. And tell you what, that's free. That's what that's what we're deciding here. That's <laughs> uh, you nothing. The, our solution Costs to you. you <laughs> Alright, here's here's my actual uh, uh solution for the movie. Again, we're gonna embrace the campiness. So when he goes I need more power and zombies start to come out of the ground. It's fucking Andre the Giant. Like Holy comes out of the ground. Shit. And then zombie uh China comes out of the ground, China with a y. And then finally zombie Chris Benoit comes out of the ground as well.
1: Okay, so here's the thing. <laughs> you're you're making funny hahas. I would have shit my pants if that was how they played it. If it was, like, here's Jimmy Snuka's girlfriend who mysteriously got murdered, and he's definitely the culprit, but we're not going to talk about it. Like, (laughs) here's Macho Man and Miss Elizabeth, and here's Lex... Oh, Lex Luger's not dead. But, like, if you had done that, holy shit. Miss Elizabeth is dead as well? Miss Elizabeth is dead, and it's Lex Luger's fault. Uh, But, yeah, like, there's... If you had played it that way... like. First of all, there's no way those wrestlers would have been into it. Like, I mean, like, the, the actual actor wrestler oh, no. would have been Can you like,
0: imagine, like, Roddy Piper is like, Jesus Christ, you're going to make me fight someone dressed yeah, like Macho Man? would be like, are you
1: fucking, <laughs> are what you the fucking fuck? out of your mind? And be like, no, no, come on, it's legit. Like, <laughs> I'm not fighting fucking Bruiser Brody. Like, no, come on! <laughs> um,
0: uh, legitimately, I think that if they had
1: convinced them the Fucking to do Owen Hart that, shows up the and they're you... like, we're done, I gotta go, I can't be here. <laughs>
0: I think that that film would have been the most talked about oh, piece of wrestling media.
1: Absolutely it would have been. Just to have the brass balls to be like, oh, and by the way, dead wrestlers. Like That would have been fucking <laughs> bananas. Yeah. yeah so that's shit. the fix. That is the fix. <laughs> Jesus Christ, what a good fix. Uh, oh, wow. Well and what um, a, and what I a would turn th- of a movie, too. Be like, well, you know, we were real respectful. We paid all the wrestlers plenty of money. We let them basically do whatever the fuck they want in any scene. We didn't really give them any direction. And then a big piss on the grave on the way out, baby. Fuck these dead wrestlers. <laughs> You're never getting done being used, baby. Like, that's a fucking
0: Twisterino. And then you have uh, Vince McMahon crawl up and have sex with the dead
1: bodies. So and then throw a- spaghetti and say he fucked their brains out. Mm-hmm. That yeah, happened on TV. Um, mm mm-hmm. <laughs> no, then you do that. If you do that, if you do your fix, then you do it. You you wrap it up like Shaun of the Dead.
0: Like oh, where they've got like uh, he, 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 they've got like Andre the Giant like on a leash. Well, and even somebody's... if you remember
1: in the the end before we get to Ed in the in the in the gardening shed, the TV, the TV. They're like okay, they're like yeah. moving carts and stuff like that. They're like yes. using zombies for menial labor, like. At the end, you clearly have the promoter open up like an undead wrestling federation, and it's just like yeah. they're all in well, they're cage like... matches, and like fans can throw <laughs> yeah. meat in the fucking ring, and yeah. And that's how you. That's wow! How you this, I,
0: this 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 sounds like a great movie. I'm gonna be real
1: honest. <laughs> I, I was gonna say, <laughs> we were starting with ha-has and slam dunks, and now it's like, hey, can we start a Kickstarter? Because this sounds like a fucking. Can we? Can
0: we? Uh, I think we need to get a hold of Cody Knots. Yeah, it's like, it's, hey, it's
1: partly it's partly, uh, Pro for Zombies. It's partly Land of the Dead. Like, yeah. Here we go. We're making money, baby, <laughs> baby.
0: Well, those are two pretty fixed films, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So we got our fixes in. Um, uh, Buddy, do you have anything uh, to uh, promote? Anything to uh, plug here? Yes,
1: yes, yes, yes. So first of all, if you've enjoyed listening to uh, this show, please, first off, subscribe. Make sure you're following us on social media. Also, make sure you're grabbing the official Frightful Failures t-shirt on FullyGimmick.com, which is a wrestling uh, merchandise site, so it all fits together with the theme here. Uh, Also... Uh, if you're into the VHS hipster culture, which if you're anything like uh, us, you definitely are. And welcome to being an incel. Uh Brainbuster Video is my side project currently, where we're bringing back the glory days of uh, VHS to the modern era. So you can follow us on Instagram or Etsy to pick up your own uh, tapes or employee t-shirt. And if you buy an employee t-shirt and take a picture in it and send it to us, we will crown you Employee of the Month and then tell you to go clean up the spilled popcorn and starbursts uh, starburst that are in the uh, the back of the uh, building. So uh, I think that's all my pluggables.
0: Hey, I really like your um, Z-Stripe bomber jacket. Um, I'm, I'm kind of just checking out the website while we're uh, in the middle of uh, some fully gimmicked bumps. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's uh, really good. I like that you're selling masks right now. Um, trying good, to be Good shit all around. Highly recommend uh, FullyGimmicked.com. And, uh, of course, to support this show, uh, not only did you hear our Raise Energy plug, that would be very helpful to us, but also you can follow us on social media. Um, uh, Masters running the social media right now, so you can find us on Instagram at Frightful Failures, on uh, Twitter at Fright Failures. Uh, very much appreciate any follows, comments, likes, um, and by the way, I, I, I hate to tell everybody who made it this way, this far into the episode, but you've actually signed a contract without knowing it. That if you, uh, not even laughed, but even just exhaled a little bit through your nose at some point during this episode, you unfortunately owe us either a like or a comment or a five-star rating on iTunes or just telling a friend of yours. So um, if you do not do that, unfortunately, um, Kane will show up in your mirror tonight
1: and uh, smash your face against the mirror. And he'll have uh, his three foot dick thrown over his shoulder. Um, He sure will. Yeah. Continental soldier. Uh, So yes, Mm -hmm. until next time, everyone, uh, he is Tien Guignol. I am Zach Romero. Uh, Thank you so much for listening to Frightful Failures and continue Circulating the tapes.
2: But something evil is lurking in the shadows.
0: Oh, take that again. Take that again. I what? was just thinking, I was anticipating the voice you were about to do, and I started laughing. Okay. <laughs> Don't
1: put that pressure on me. Now I gotta be something interesting.
0: Now it's gotta be mega funny.
1: Yeah, okay. exactly, you fucker. Uh-huh. This is why you write these, so that I'm just a dumb monkey. Yeah, well, the shoe fits. (laughs) Fuck you. (laughs) The shoe fits. Fuck you. Mm.